Coming up on This Week in Games, Amazon screws over gamers, Microsoft wants to bundle everything, and Keyword Studios is trying to become the Tencent of the West. Coming up This Week in Games. Welcome to This Week in Games. I'm your host, Eric McConnell, here to break down all the video game goodness. But first, I need to address current events. So, sadly, there is a shooting in Jacksonville, Florida, and it was at a Madden NFL tournament um, for the EA game Madden. And I guess this was a tournament to qualify, like, it was a tournament of, like, somewhat pros to qualify for, like, a world tournament where there's a lot of money on the line. So I'll just go over the details that I know and that set. Two people are dead. The gunman has also killed himself. Nine suffered gunshot wounds and two more were injured fleeing from the area. And the shooting was caught on a Twitch stream, but thankfully the screen switched back to the Madden game right before the shooting started. But everything could be heard um and the shooter has been identified as a competitor who lost in the tournament and then shot people after that so i thought i'd just uh dive into a little bit about video games and tournaments and whatnot um so i play in fighting game tournaments i've been to a ton i've been to evo twice which is the big fighting game tournament in vegas if you heard me talk about it a few weeks back um i went to final round a few times which is the big kind of southeast video game tournament i guess you have ceo in florida and then the next uh the other big one in the southeast is final round and uh yeah so in fighting games which are pretty volatile from the outside. Um, I've only seen anyone do anything violent once, and that was on a New Jersey, random New Jersey stream. And I think it was Noel Brown punch Smooth Viper at a Marvel vs. Capcom tournament in New Jersey. Okay, and that, and that was like the only time I've ever seen violence at a fighting game tournament. I've seen a lot of name calling. I've seen sticks being thrown and smashed. I've seen a lot of money exchange hands, but I've never seen anything beyond that one punch in New Jersey. So I don't really know. I don't have commentary on this. I thought I'd bring it up. Um, and I'd really hate to ever see this again because I think video game tournaments are like really just an escape for all of us to be around people that have like-minded interests and then we compete and then we might grab food together or we might chit chat or we might play casuals and we'll watch the rest of the tournament and you'll have those memories and you know competitive video game tournaments can be an amazing thing and they are an amazing thing and they really shouldn't invoke violence in anyone and if you really find yourself after let's say you lost a big tournament like oh i'm gonna stab him or something you know just walk it off because 
you know, you, they're there for fun. And sure, we have esports and blah, 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 where there are people making millions of dollars a year. But let's all ignore them. Let's ignore that. Let's ignore the money and realize that, you know, you started playing video games because you love them, because they're fun, because they're better than anything else you could think to do with your time. Maybe they invoke some kind of emotion in you. And then you found yourself getting really good at a particular game. Maybe you loved watching other really good players play that game. And then you find yourself competing in a tournament. And I really don't want to see this ever in the news again. And it's really sad. So, yeah. I don't really have any commentary. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's move on to the video game news of the week. Um, and we have more sad news, but not in that sense. So Amazon decides, eh, I'm going to screw over players this week. Oh, wait, I have two avenues I can screw over players. <laughs> so Amazon decided to screw over gamers twice this week. First, Amazon removes the 20% discount on pre-ordered games. So what used to be is, let's say, I don't know, let's just pick a game. Let's say Monster Hunter World hasn't come out yet and you pre-order Monster Hunter World like a month in advance, you then get 20% off Monster Hunter World when it comes out. So you're paying effectively $48 for a $60 game. So that's a $12 discount for pre-ordering games. And that system is getting replaced. Instead of like the 20% off or the $12 discount, you're going to get a $10 credit on pre-order of quote-unquote select titles. So... The credit is only valid for Amazon shipped and sold items and is only valid for one pre-order per customer per product and the credit is only valid for 60 days after it is applied. So basically you took a $12 off the game and you replaced it with you're, you're paying the full $60 now on select titles. You're paying the full $60 and you get a $10 credit that's valid for 60 days for Amazon.com. So you, I mean, clearly it makes more sense for Amazon, right? They're, they're, they're operating at some kind of margin. So the fact that you're getting $10 off um, another purchase, I'm sure they have some data to prove that this is going to be like an amazing influx of spend because then people are probably going to buy the game, get the $10 off, go back immediately and buy something else, you know? It just sucks. Like, it just sucks to introduce this and the stipulations suck. You know, what if you don't spend it in 60 days? You lose it. The $2 difference isn't the issue. It's the fact that you receive Amazon credit instead of the actual discount. God. And I think the really worrying thing is, is that it's now only on select titles, which in my mind, you know, just being a very cynical person, I see really Amazon just shopping around to publishers who think maybe a lot of people are going to be on the fence on this title. And then Amazon's like, you're going to put up the $10 on every game. And we're going to drive a lot of customers to your game. And that's how I really see this. I don't see this being like a, a coverall, all games, 20% off like it was before. I really see this as coming down to like, oh, Ubisoft needs to push more products. So Ubisoft's going to make a deal so their games qualify for the $10 back. So that sucks. And then Amazon was like, well, that doesn't suck enough. I really hate gamers. <laughs> We're going to screw you guys over again. So 
Amazon removes ad-free viewing for Twitch Prime subscribers. Nobody likes ads. And this is a big middle finger to Twitch viewers because there's, there's like no reason to put ads on Twitch that don't give the Twitch streamer money and only give Twitch money. And so that's what this ad-free viewing is for. And they've taken it off of Twitch Prime. It was the number one reason to have Twitch Prime. Nobody cares about the loot boxes or anything else. So if you want ad-free viewing on Twitch, the only way to get it is through Twitch Turbo. And Twitch Turbo users pay $9 a month. And $9 a month is just absolutely ridiculous to get ad-free viewing. It's I mean, God damn, $9 a month for ad-free viewing of Twitch? If Maybe if you consume, let's just make up a number, like 16 hours of Twitch a week, maybe it's worth it. But man, that's rough. That's a hard sell. And so the, like, make all this worse, this comes at a time when Prime membership is jumping $20. So Prime membership used to be $99 a year, and now it's jumping to $119 a year, so... Ugh, the deal on Prime for gamers is looking pretty shitty, so thanks, Amazon. <laughs> but to make up for it, Microsoft has developed a new scheme of their own. So our next story, Microsoft is creating an all-exclusive, inclusive, sorry, not exclusive, all-inclusive subscription plan. So this was reported by The Verge. Uh, they got some tips, or Microsoft just filling out how the subscription plan is going to fill with people by leaking stuff to The Verge, but The Verge is reporting that Microsoft is going to develop a subscription plan that includes Xbox One, Xbox Live, and Game Pass. So you're going to get an Xbox One, a physical Xbox One. You're going to get Xbox Live, which just lets you play multiplayer and get you a free game every, like, whatever month. And then you're going to get Game Pass, which lets you stream games. And And I think it also lets you download games as well. Now... It's pretty weird. So (laughs) there's two different plans, one for the standard Xbox One and one for the Xbox One X. The Xbox One X bundle is apparently going to cost $35 a month with subscribers locked into a two-year plan. So let's do some rough math, and that's about like $840 for about two years or 24 months. That's fucking rough, okay? (laughs) That's a lot more than what um, an Xbox One and Game Pass and Xbox Live costs. And I don't really know who the like market is for this. I don't know who this is targeting because it's like how many people have an extra $35 a month to spend on this that also couldn't just save up the money to buy Xbox One and Xbox Live because you don't really need Game Pass. Game Pass does nothing for no one. So, oof, it's, it's a hard. It's a hard sell, Xbox. And then what do you do when people... Uh, are delinquent on payments, you send repo men out to, like, gather up their Xbox, you know? It just seems like a mess. I don't don't see this happening. Maybe, not maybe, I mean, when cloud gaming comes out, for sure, charge $35 a month, and then you can just stream all these games, you don't have to download anything. Uh, Xbox could just send you the stick to stream games off of, or set-top box. I'm sure they cost next to nothing, and you won't have to need a xbox one unit but right now with physical um consoles i don't think so i don't think so very weird very weird business plan xbox so speaking of business plans this is pretty surprising facebook releases their take on android facebook messenger games so 
originally Facebook was going to take a 30% cut of Facebook Messenger in-app purchases after Google took their 30% cut. So let me break down the math for you because I'm a genius. No, I did it in the calculator before I uh, recorded this. That gives Google, so let's say I spend $100 on some Facebook Messenger game. Google gets $30, Facebook gets $21, and the developer gets a measly $49. That's rough because on most platforms, I mean, at worst, the developer is getting 70% and the platform holder is getting 30%, but in this case, the developer is getting 49%. Now, for Android only, Facebook won't take a single cut, leaving Google at 30% and developer at 70%. So this is really surprising. And I'm wondering, like, one of two things, okay? Either the platform investment and growth by developers, so developers investing resources and trying to grow their presence on the platform has pretty much stagnated or stalled or completely dropped off, which I can imagine it probably has because I, I can't name one Facebook Messenger game, and I don't know a single person who seriously plays a Facebook Messenger game, more or less in-app purchases in one. So... Maybe that's one of the issues is that Facebook is like, look, this platform's dying. We need to just like get anything we can going. <laughs> or the other option is, and this could also be true, Facebook has some scheme where the data they're getting from the like Facebook Messenger games is worth way more than them taking a measly 21% cut on every dollar that's spent on there. And that could totally be true because frankly none of us read those EULAs or user agreements so maybe when you agree to play a Facebook Messenger game you're basically saying hey Facebook you get all my plain text data for every conversation I've ever had or some crap so both of those could be true I'm probably leaning towards the platform is sucking but oh well I mean it does right by developers so anyone who's making Facebook Messenger games uh please enjoy your uh what are you, your 21% increase. Okay. Next up, Valve uses some voodoo magic to make Windows-only games playable in Win Linux. So this is a pretty kind of inspiring story. Using an improved version of Wine, which is kind of like one of the most popular Windows emulator on Linux, the improved version Valve has developed is called Proton. Developers can now enable Linux play for previously Windows-only games. And I'm going to say this is some solid shit from Valve. Valve really puts their money where their mouth is. They really push Linux forward, and they really share those advancements with users and developers. They made Steambox and SteamOS, which is a Linux branch. Um, I use it for many things that aren't game-related. And previously, like... For those of you who don't know, like if you made a high-end game for Windows, you're probably utilizing platform-only features. More likely, those features are fall under DirectX, so the graphical Windows-only platform-only like library. And it would be a lot of work to go back-program those to OpenGL, which some people argue is worse. I don't really know. I'm not that hardcore of a graphical programmer. But we'll back-program those to OpenGL. That's really expensive and time-consuming. Or use another library in place of DirectX. And so this basically lets you just use DirectX, but still release the game to Linux users. So I want to see a platform-independent future, and we're moving there year by year. So next up.
Fortnite offer in-game rewards for turning on two-factor authentication in Fortnite. So to help ac- combat account stealing, which is really common in games that make millions off loot skin, um, loot boxes skins, Epic entices user with a free in-game emote for two-factor authentication. And frankly, this probably has to do with the fact that the whole Google Play fiasco. So they're forcing Android developers to turn off a security feature on their Android phone that says only allow apps from secure sources so that people can download the APK from the Fortnite website and install it. So they're covering their own tracks. They're not covering anyone else's tracks. Next up, 2K Games NBA 2K loot box mechanics are being changed to comply comply with Belgium gambling laws. So I reported this earlier. So like Valve with Dota 2, 2K decided it's better just to give in to the regional laws and they're going to cut premium currency card packs in the Dutch version of NBA 2K. The My Team mode, which pretty much drives all the revenue for NBA 2K, um, allows you to buy like heroes or whatever, just NBA people um, from basically booster boxes and you can spend in-game money or real money and of course you only get the good shit if you spend real money so not surprisingly 2k just takes the easy route cuts all that shit out i still want to see sweeping eu regulations but we'll settle for this for now and i think the future is either going to be some kind of major crackdown on loot boxes as a mechanic or some kind of like major crackdown on trading digital goods it's going to be some combination of the two maybe also publicly showing like rates drop rates for all these items i think let's let's see five years five years you'll see all this (laughs) next up cliffy b to write a book on the rise and fall boss key production so cliff blazinski wants to close the chapter on boss key and he wants to be pretty much very candid about the stress of the game industry and working in it. Good for him. I love Cliffy B. I'll buy the book, whatever he puts out. Um, love to hear about you know his hopes, his dreams, working with Nexon as a publisher, what happened when the game launched, what was he thinking when it didn't hit numbers and everything. I mean, I think this is great a great read for anyone in the industry, especially if he's very candid and very open about what went good what went wrong everyone should pick it up but we have some business news for the week so keyword studios acquires studio gobo for 33.39 million and why is this interesting well it's not really interesting but it's fucking weird so in their eighth acquisition of the year the service company keyword studios acquires a uk co-development house studio gobo Studio Gobo has about 170 employees and about three location sites across the UK. And I say co-development because what the, what Studio Gobo is really known for is like co-developing major games. So like, for example, they help develop um, For Honor for Ubisoft, but they didn't develop For Honor. They weren't the flagship studio. They were like a side studio helping getting for honor out the door and then getting money for that so keyword studios the main company that just bought studio gobo raised about 121 million for further acquisitions after it acquired 11 companies in 2017 
However, the real weird thing is there's no overarching reason for all of this. They've never, like, divulged some master plan. They don't have some way to string all these random funky companies together to make one competent game studio. And frankly, like, keyword started out as app services, and it makes no sense why they're even building an army of middle-tier game developers. And the game developers they're buying don't even have like major IP or recognizable IP and don't even have experience leading development on major games. So I don't know. It's like kind of a shitty UK Tencent, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know where they go. I don't, who knows? Maybe they just hate money and want to light it on fire. I don't know. Next up, the Witcher and cyberpunk developer CD project red opens a new mobile game studio. Spoko, which is the new studio by CD Projekt Red, is going to focus only on mobile games. Spoko was actually pitched by two outside members of CD Projekt Red, which makes the studio interesting, I guess. Um, and then um, CD Projekt Red and their funders decided to fund these two people and open up an entire studio. They're currently working on a unannounced project, which we all know what that means, because the smart money... Is this Smoko, Spoko is two people who went to CD Projekt Red to pitch a mobile game studio. That 100% means that they just want some IP of CD Projekt Reds. And what IP of CD Projekt Reds should be on mobile but fucking isn't. And that's Gwent, the card game. So to follow suit with Hearthstone, I'm for sure this company just like went there and was like, Hey... You'll make a ton of money. Let us port Gwent to mobile. And then CD Projekt is like, sure, we like money. And there you go. Last but not least, Toadman Interactive secures 300000 from a UK gaming icon, Craig Fletcher. So that's not the important part of the series. That A story that's that's really boring. 300000 even isn't that much money, and I don't really care about the UK gaming icon, but... What's really interesting to me is what the money is for, and that's for a twin-stick shooter esports game. That's right. Skyfighter Legends, <laughs> Toadman Interactive's new game, is a four-versus-four twin-stick shooter arena esports game. This is a ridiculous mishmash of all genres, and I can't wait to see a tournament of this on Twitch. You can check out the trailer online, um, and I really hope you guys pull off something unique, because I love when I just hear random shit and then you look at the trailer you're like what is a four versus four twin stick shooter arena esports game and you look at online you're like oh yeah that could totally work (laughs) so i really hope you guys pull this off i hope you have great like asymmetrical balance and everything uh good luck tone man interactive and i'm eric mcconnell that's it for this week in games join me next week and hopefully we have some better news and everyone stay safe Bye.